0: On today's podcast, I'm joined by Tony Cooper. He's the general manager of the Motive Division of Green Cubes. Uh, Tony, thanks for joining me. Can you just kind of tell listeners a little bit about Green Cubes technology and, and what the company does?
1: Hi, Aaron, thanks. Um, Green Cubes. We are a actually we're an electronics company. We focus on on power systems. So we are a custom designer of power systems that typically utilize lithium batteries. Recently, we've really started to focus a lot in the motor power division, uh, utilizing lithium battery systems to replace lead acid in um, typical products like forklifts, or fork scrubbers, and like AGBs. So that's really a big part of our company. But we also focus in lithium power systems for medical, um, gas and mining industry, a wide variety. We've done automotive packs in the past. Um, so quite, like I say, quite a history in power systems and in lithium battery systems.
0: Yeah, and lithium-ion batteries, of course, are, are really taking off. They're being used in all kinds of different systems. I, I know uh, they're pairing them with solar technology and basically making peaking plants where batteries are kind of filling gaps in power supplies. So how has the battery storage industry changed in recent years in, in, in your experience?
1: Sure. So it definitely has changed. I mean, we originally started back in the days of the, you know, nickel cadmium, lithium metal hydride batteries. Uh, then when we moved over to lithium, the really became more of a chemical slash mechanical package battery to really a smart electronics-driven lithium control package, um, with a lot more energy and a lot more possibilities of what it could do. Uh, because of lithium, there's different varieties of chemistry, so you can have high energy cells, battery packs, so you can have. High power packs. Uh, there's a different the difference into, so they can really affect a lot of different markets. So, like you said, you know, there's from solar systems. I've been, I've been all over the world for different systems. We did uh, remote telecom systems in Africa. Um, we've we've done a lot of systems over in Asia. Different types of systems, from medical to automotive. Um, so, and really, it's the size and the, the, the capabilities of lithium that allow those different systems. Um, we go from little one-cell, one-amp-hour batteries all the way up to, you know, 96-volt, 1,000-amp-hour packs. So a huge, huge amount of energy differences in these systems. Um, so a very wide variety. But uh, with with before, sure, you could do that with nickel hydride hydroids lead acid, but the, the, but the lithium, the high efficiency, you know, and the ability of different chemistry has really opened up a lot more doors. Okay. And it's still opening. You, you see lithium taking over all kinds of new, new products.
0: And do you see a lot of new companies coming into the the market, or are there too many barriers uh, to that give established companies like yourselves kind of an advantage there?
1: There's definitely advantage to the experience and know-how of making a lithium pack. But on the flip side, there's so much, so many new markets opening up that you know there are definitely companies coming in. A lot of times they bring the experience of the market, maybe not the experience of the battery pack so much of manufacturing. And they try to make a go of it. Um, so we definitely do see a lot of new companies starting up. Um, some, some make it, some don't. Um, but there's definitely, and because lithium, you know, there's definitely, uh, you have to focus on safety. It's, it's a pretty complex product. Um, so there, there are quite a few people trying out to make battery packs. But there, you know, as far as the established companies, they, they've been around a while. And we tend to, you know, open up new markets rather than just have a new company join.
0: And I know there are or there seem to be a lot of technological advancements taking place. You see the prices coming down, and I think a lot of that comes with new manufacturing processes and and just the learning curve. What are some of the most important technological advancements that you've seen recently?
1: So I think you hit on one of the biggest ones. It's basically the production capabilities, the production process. I think that's the number one driver in bringing down the cost of lithium. Economics of scale. The other thing, though, is it's not just the production; it's also the process of getting the raw materials. So the production process of mining, the production process of you know, refining those those uh, minerals, and then also, of course, the production process of actually making the cell, um, even to making the battery pack. I mean, all these processes are being refined. You really you don't see the chemistry changing that much. I mean, there's a lot of articles about hey, we found the new solid, or we found the new chemistry mix. Uh, you know, it's going to offer all kinds of great new capabilities. But really, what it comes down to is that's far and few. There aren't many. That hasn't happened for a long time. There's small little changes in chemistry that keep getting improved, but it's big jumps in the production process that really keep driving down costs. I mean, they're, they're producing these cells now called, you know, machine gun factories, giga factories, where they just shoot them out like machine guns. The cells are so quick and fast. And, and the quality is there because, you know, it's all highly automated, everything's precision measured. Uh, and so nowadays it's you know you've got great quality of cells coming out at a huge rate
0: are there any ways to even improve more is there something out there that could be game changing
1: but and that's where i think companies like hearts come kind of to place it's more you're going to do it at a system level so it may not be right at the battery pack level right it's how that battery pack matches up with the motor system or matches up with the different system that's using it uh making sure that it's the most efficient designs you're not you're not losing a bunch of energy through connections. You know, everything is, is made it up properly. Uh, the design, you're not over-designing items. You're not putting a bunch of extra weight here when it's not needed. So it's really at the system level, I believe, where the largest savings are, are quickly uh, realized. If you try to look at just the battery cell itself, or I'm sorry, the lithium cell itself, it's good luck. You know, that has had so many refinements. It's getting down there where it's very difficult without a huge leap here. To make some you know, major change, but the system level is still possible. You know, these are smart battery systems now. Um, you know, when you when you need to charge, there's awful times to charge. You know, when the state of charge, um, there's there's lots of things that can be done to keep improving from a system level efficiency.
0: And do you ever worry that maybe we're going to run out of lithium? I've heard people say there's not enough lithium in the world to power all of the vehicles and and things that are out there. Is that a problem? Is that something you worry about?
1: I'll be honest I was more worried about 10 years ago when people used to talk about it then you know then now I, I, there's people are finding a lot more mine, or a lot more resources or lithium is available uh, because of the efficiency of the process of using lithium really it's, it's there's there's a lot of mines that aren't even tapped or not even looking well they've identified them but they're not even trying to use them and really I, I think that's a fair you know like fair look what there are though are components say, like in the NMC chemistry where you have nickel, manganese, and cobalt, a, min- a mineral like the cobalt is a little bit more rare material, um, but what they're doing is they're, you know, they're changing the composition levels of the battery. Uh, before it was maybe a one-third mixture of, of nickel, manganese, and cobalt. Now you're doing what we call like a 622 or 60%, 20%, 20%. So they're changing the cells themselves to make sure the, the minerals are available. And, you know, lithium, again, they're looking at new processes. You know, I see where they're pulling it out of, out of salt water now and different things. So I think lithium will be around for quite a while. Uh, and if we do get into issues, you'll see it's definitely focused more on, it's, this is, a, you know, a great topic also, is recyclability of the systems. Uh, what are we doing with the batteries when they're done? Right now we're, we're still using them. We're not getting to the point where huge batteries are being recycled. But we we will get there very soon, and then we'll see, again, how well the lithium is is reused.
0: Yeah, that brings up a great point. I've heard that electric vehicles, the batteries, uh, they reach a point where they're no longer useful in cars, but you can still tie them back into the grid and use them for grid storage. So, and I guess I don't understand why that is. How can you use the battery on the grid when it wasn't good enough to be used in a car? What's the difference there?
1: Sure, it's really about how much energy can be packed into that pack. Uh, you know, if you have a battery pack that weighs too much, it's not efficient for a car that's moving. So once the the energy level gets down where say it's only sixty percent or fifty percent of the original capacity, you're you no longer have the mileage that you originally wanted. So that battery is still is useful, but not in that space or not in that, you know, that, that system requirement of I've gotta drive fifty miles. So what we do is we take those and that's, Similar to the market I'm in, which is the motor power, the guys with the portless, they have these huge batteries, but they can't be putting them on chargers all day. They have to be using them. So, you know, if the battery, once again, if the energy is the state of charge capacity cannot make that, then those batteries are done, the time for their second life. They're not done, they're just their first life is done. Second life is a huge thing for lithium. So what you can do is you can take these these packs and and apply them for that second life. Um, A lot of them is low balancing for solar systems. Uh, where space is not an issue. Um, with lithium, you have a very good end of life or cycle life where it's very linear. It doesn't have a waterfall where it just all of a sudden stops working like lead acid. it'll it'll really be very linear. So a pack that has fifty percent capacity, you know it has a lot of energy that can be put into, again, applications which don't require small spaces or have room for them. So it's so actually, once again, solar solar loading is a good one. Um, like in my market with the forklifts, we go from heavy-use users to what we call the mom pods who are, you know, using the forklifts for once or twice a day and then parking it. Um, so the, the energy level is great. It's just that it's, it's, it takes more space now.
0: Okay. You can't pack as much in there. Yeah, and you mentioned the forklifts. Those are obviously great uh tools for enclosed spaces where you can have exhaust emissions and whatnot. And I know uh Green Cube's technology recently partnered with a, a freezer services company to uh, what I read was it's the largest lithium powered battery or lithium battery powered fleet in the cold storage industry. So whats is there are there other factors leading to people using electric material handling equipment or, or expanding those fleets or, or what's behind all of that?
1: there's multiple factors when we, when we look at the, our current investment. Um, one of the big ones is, is maintenance you know in the forklift business you have LPG you know natural gas combustion gas, engines which require a lot of swapping of tanks they're dirty uh, a lot of maintenance on those lead acid batteries also require, you know, weekly watering, uh, equalizing the batteries. They have to wash the truck a lot. All that acid is coming out. So maintenance is a huge one. When you put in a zero maintenance, and we really mean zero maintenance, lithium batteries take no special, you know, no special side operations. There's no, no one needed there to tighten bars down the water and like that. It's a really zero maintenance. That's a huge benefit for them. And then also there's the energy savings. You know, lithium has... Um, both a, a huge energy savings during the charging, um, you know, it's 20% or more than lead-acid, and then also there's even efficiency on discharge for the batteries. Because of the voltage drop, it has a much smaller voltage drop. It's using less current, so it has that great efficiency over lead-acid. And then, you know, we, like you mentioned, cold storage. It's also also way better in the cold temperature operation, where lead-acid batteries, you can lose easily 50% of the capacity when you get down to the freezing temperatures, where lithium still operates well. And the other one that kind of a special trick that we do is because lithium is a much less dense material, we can actually heat up the, the lithium uh, using little heaters uh, because again, there's a lot, less, a lot less thermal mass. So we can actually, a lithium battery can work well in cold operations because we can put heaters in there if they're needed uh, during you know periods of idle time. Hmm. So there's a lot of benefits. And then I keep going around food services. Obviously, if you have a, a lead-acid battery that has, you know, again, it's leaking acid, it's putting out hydrogen gas, all those things that you don't want around your food, Uh, clean operations. You you know, a nice lithium steel battery is much better. Um, (laughs) And they they just keep piling up the the benefits, too.
0: Yeah. Do you see these taking the place of gas-powered or other types of fueled vehicles because they are so versatile i mean are lithium batteries taking over that market like uh, electric vehicles are taking or you know gaining ground in the uh, yep. against gas powered vehicles
1: yep definitely uh LPGs are one that really is going quicker it's well and diesel trucks so we call them the ic the IC, internal combustion engine trucks um they've always been those are the powerhouses and the reason lithium can move in there because we can put more energy more capacity into the the same space of uh, lead acid battery, where now because of that a higher energy battery, we can compete against the LPGs. So you have these you know major customers that they have a very uh, they have maybe two or th- for example uh, a company in the shipping industry, when the planes come in the morning they have a very fast two to three hours where they just 100% running. There's no do- no downtime allowed. Uh, you know so they rely on the LPG because they don't think the electric can make it. Now, with lithium coming on board, we do have enough energy where they can swap over from LPG to, to lithium. Um, you know, so th- there's definitely attacking those areas. And it's the same thing also. There's no fumes. So, again, when you're inside a building, you definitely, you know, if you're running around a forklift in a building, your eyes start to burn pretty quick. Um, and, you know, getting that out of there, getting the fresh, uh, clean lithium is, is a great step forward. And it is because, again, we can put more energy in there and compete against an LPG. Yeah. or a diesel truck.
0: Yeah, And, I mean, for a power plant, you know, that's just who our audience is, I would think it would be a great option because you've got your electric power, you're producing it, you plug your vehicle in, and, and you're basically using your own energy. So it seems like a, a win-win there.
1: Oh, oh definitely. And, and I think, you know, helping the grid, that's the thing that we really try to push is with lithium is how much energy is saved during a charging so with the power plants, and then also the right time, and time of charging, but because we can charge much faster. Um, so now, if say someone's going to charge their system, instead of having to spend eight hours on a charger, which maybe half of that's during a busy period, they can charge the battery in one hour, and they can choose a time, you know, when when the grid's not full, uh, when the cost of electricity is cheaper, and and charge during that period, right? So if they have that ability, that's nothing that lithium brings is is the quick charge time, uh, which. Again, with the companies today, you know, with all the fleet tracking systems, things like that, it's one of the things that's being added is smart charging. Um, so, we really, the downtimes are, are managed very well.
0: Well, I think you've answered most of my Lots questions. Of benefits out there. Yeah, no, it sounds like it, uh, and, and things that the person, an uh, average person, doesn't always think about too. You know, you you brought up a lot of really good points there. So, um, is there anything else that that yeah. you can think of that we should talk about? No,
1: I mean it's. You know, I think there's a lot of new systems coming out. If anybody's looking at, you know, a lead-acid battery system, it's it's what, you know, I always question myself, why can't this be lithium? You know, as the price is coming down, there's great opportunities. And to me, it's really exciting because we are, you know, we're called green cubes, and I feel that lithium is a very environmentally friendly chemistry. Uh, Most of our systems out there are what we call lithium iron phosphate, which is actually a Rojas uh, type of battery. Um, so you know, we're always the lead acid guys are always laughing at us because we don't recycle as much of them. But we have a battery that's saving a huge amount of electricity, has a super long cycle life, um, and I'll, you know, it's those those major benefits that I think are are important. Um, so as we keep changing to our lithium, I'm you know I'm happy to be part of that. That's it for my side, I believe.
0: Well, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll keep lithium ion batteries on our radar.